Back in episode 56, we talked about ways to level up your curriculum to meet the needs of your students and engage them. But what do you do when that just doesn't cut it anymore? In today's episode, we are joined by Annette Caparis, who is going to be sharing the behind the scenes on creating your own interactive math resources for your students. Let's get started. Welcome to Solving for the Undefined podcast. I'm your host, Johanna, founder of Miss Kuiper's Classroom, the place that equips teachers in creating a healthy math classroom where students can thrive, no matter their academic abilities. But it's not always about the numbers, and that's why I'm here, bringing you the formulas to solve your problems, math and otherwise, plus strategies on cultivating that necessary math mindset. And that's what you can count on. All right. Hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode of Solving for the Undefined podcast. We have here today Annette with us to talk about creating your own resources for your math classroom. Welcome. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself? So my name is Annette Caparis, and I have been interested in education forever. Um, It was always my goal as a young child to be a teacher in the classroom. You know, when I was young, I was that person that had the chalkboard in the basement and made all my little cousins sit and listen to me while I drew, you know, math problems on the board. Um, I went to school for teaching and I earned, you know, concentrations in math and science and took all of the classes earned a master's degree in teaching, and then got into the classroom, which is a whole different ballgame, I felt like. Yep. <laughs> um, so then I've been teaching for 10 years after um, college, or ten more than 10 years, I think, at this point. I started in um, high school a little bit, then I moved to fifth grade for 10 years, and now I'm in middle school math. Awesome. That is quite the journey. So you said something about like science and math. So tell us what made you choose math over science? So, you know, I was trying to be as versatile as possible when I was in college. So I tried to take all the courses. I honestly really love science, um, but math has was always my first passion and science kind of was second. So when I was in fifth grade, we departmentalized a little bit and I actually was the math and science teacher. Okay. Um for a while. And now that I'm in middle school, I'm solely just math, but who knows where the journey will, will end up. <laughs> awesome. So today we're kind of talking about like creating your own math resources for your students. What got you interested in creating your own resources? When I got into the classroom, after all of that education, I realized how little engagement textbooks actually had in them. Um, So my first couple years, it was very by the book, and um, I tried to utilize the questions that were in the book. I had to teach everything, and then I learned um, that it probably was not the uh, best way to engage my students and have the experiences in the math classroom be memorable for them so that they can pair the activities with memorizing all of the things that they had to for math. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Textbooks do not always, while they look good on paper, literally, they're not always conducive for what students actually need, especially as like times change and students become different. They adapt. Textbooks do not. They're just solid. They don't change unless you get the new version and then next year it changes again. So 
textbooks are not not the way to go sometimes. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I also feel like they um, they don't capture the student's attention, which is very hard to do in this day and age. And giving them a textbook and saying, here's a lot of math problems doesn't capture their attention and they lose interest very quickly. Yeah. And on top of that too, it's overwhelming with how much is on a single page, like so many words, so many problems, and it's hard to bring their focus to what's actually important. So with that, tell us some of the interactive activities you've created for your students. I started creating activities to engage my students. So honestly, when I started creating activities, I asked my students what they were interested in and like how I could make this a better experience for them, especially those students that, you know, weren't engaged in math at all or (laughs) thought they weren't good at math, you know? Um, So I tried to create resources that they would be interested in, you know, related to their sports and things like that. Um, One of my favorite activities that I've created is a chain activity where the students solve um, one chain to get to another chain. Um, And I use the end result as a chain in the classroom as decoration. I've made a rainbow with them. I've made um, a heart with them. And it seems like silly to decorate with math problems sometimes, but I feel like it's a lasting impression on them. They're like, look what we created. You know, we collaborated and created it. Um, And sometimes that has more impact uh, if the activity, you know, is right in front of them for a Uh time. Yeah. And I can see too, like if you had like an open house or parent teacher Mm -hmm. conferences, they get to come in and like a kid has their work on the wall, just like they would maybe like an art class or something. They get to be like, I helped make that. Mm -hmm. And they have ownership over the space that you are, that they are in. They have ownership over like the decoration and everything because they were part of creating it. Right. And let's be real. It helps them, uh, you know, as an observation comes in this, you know, the principal, the vice principal's like, what, what is that? Why is that up there? And the students can immediately like recall the activity and explain why that is, you know, up on the wall or up um, decorated in the classroom. That's so cool. I saw on your Instagram recently the, the, the chain of hearts, like, right. You use the chain to create like a heart decoration for Valentine's day. Yes, I, um, I'm trying to have a multiple different activities. So I'm spreading them out throughout like January, February, but I, yeah, I combined them all to create a heart, stuck some hot glue on the wall and use their chains to create a heart. And they're like, look, you know, it's so fun. That's awesome. So what are some of the changes that you have seen in your students when they are using your creations or resources? Mm-hmm. Honestly, when I started creating, I didn't realize the impact that it would ha- would make on my students. One huge one, I think I mentioned a little bit before, is just that students feel like they are seen when you create resources that relate to a topic that they are interested in. Um, so for example, I you know had students that were really passionate about basketball one year, and I created a whole like classroom transformation, um, with simple activities 
to engage them. And it was seriously a memorable experience for them. And they talk about it all the time. They're like, can we get the basketball hoops out? You know, which are, you know, Dollar Tree. What are they? Easter baskets, I think is what (laughs) I used. So Uh dollar Easter baskets that they got to, you know, shoot hoops into and add integers. So they were still doing the math, but it engaged them in a different way. Uh, They come back, you know, the next year and they remember some of these activities. And I mean, that's what you want to do is create a lasting impression on the students. And that doesn't always happen in math class. So I feel like creating resources for them that appeal to their interests helps um, engage them beyond the textbook. Yeah. And I feel like you're going such against like the typical stereotype of what a math class is going to be like, where you're just sitting there lecturing, you do like a hundred of the exact same problems when that's hopefully not the reality. And you are creating this like fun, engaging environment tailored to what students want it to be and helping them see the excitement that math can be and the potential that it has. And you're taking what American society sometimes portrays as dull and boring and making this a fun, engaging, exciting experience. I think that's so cool. Exactly. So what are some, I know we've talked a little bit about it, but what are some more benefits of tailor making these activities for your students? Um, Listen, they don't always have to relate to their to- the topic that they're interested in, um, for example, but the benefits uh, for the teacher, right? We have to teach them math. That is, that is my goal at the end of this. Yes, we can make it fun, um, but the end is they are practicing these math problems and I'm utilizing the activities to have them practice in different ways. So they might be, you know, matching pieces of a puzzle but they still have to, on the whiteboard, complete the math problem in order to match those pieces. So I'm getting the practice in, and honestly, they do more math problems with these activities than they would if they were doing a worksheet, because they would do 10 and be done, you know? And some of these activities, the coloring activities, they have to complete 20 different problems in order to get to the fun part of coloring. So the benefits, honestly, are way more practice than they would um, be getting if they weren't doing these activities for sure. And another huge benefit is collaboration. So usually they're partnered up in some of these activities and they, they can be challenging, right? Some of the puzzle pieces are not as easy to put together, right, to complete the whole activity. So they have to collaborate with their partner and persevere, right? In order to finish the actual activity, they are persevering through maybe a challenge or, you know, have to talk through problems in order to finish versus if they don't understand a problem, they just raise their hand and say, I don't get this Mm -hmm. one or just get it wrong. You know, they have to persevere to complete the activity. So they're getting some skills that they need for, the outside academic or outside the academic world, like collaboration, communication, working with teammates, they're getting more than just math practice. It's a an all encompassing thing. Exactly, and um, 
I think it's even part of the standards, right? Math practice standards is collaboration and persevering. So it's not only a life, a math skill, but also a life skill for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think, I can't remember if it's from the Building Thinking Classrooms book or another book that I've read recently, but one of the things that he talks about in the book is how when kids are so engrossed in an activity that they don't even notice that time is passing, that is when they get the most benefit out of the practice, out of the understanding, because they are so focused and ingrained in the activity that time just like flies by. And by the end of the class period, they're like, whoa, it's already time to pack up. And that's when learning, long-term learning happens. I totally agree. And also when they're leaving the classroom and they're like, I can't wait to come back tomorrow to finish this. It's like, yes, this is a huge win. Yes. That's so cool. I love that. I'm interrupting today's episode to ask you a vital question. Do you have the tools in your classroom for student success? Well, wonder no more because I have a way for you to check your work. My new guide, Seven Math Teacher Must-Haves for Student Success, has the top seven items you need in your classroom. From classroom staples to manipulatives that are often missed, this checklist will ensure that your students have a successful school year. Additionally, each item shows the best budget and splurge options. Download the Seven Math Teacher Must-Haves for Student Success after listening to today's episode by going to misskuyper.com slash guide. All right. So I know some teachers who are listening might say like this is going to be too time consuming to create resources for their students rather than using what their curriculum already has or maybe something that they bought off Teachers Pay Teachers. What would you say to that? Okay. So there's two things that I probably would say. Yes, sometimes they are time consuming to create. Um, The first time you create something, it takes the longest, right? But after you've created an activity, you can tailor make that for different topics. So that chain activity, for example, that I've um, used, I had, it took me a minute to create the first one, but now I just use the same template over and over again. And it takes me about five minutes to create the next one. So Yes, sometimes they can take a minute to set up the first time, but as you create them, you can use the templates you've already created to make more. And honestly, you can use them year after year. So the, you know, I might laminate pieces and cut them out and it might take a little bit of time, Um, but I use them year after year and I get to utilize them in my classroom over and over again. So they might be time consuming, but the end result is worth it. Mm-hmm. The return on your investment is going to be high. Right. Exactly. So all of the resources that you've created that you share on your Instagram, I love like the creativity of them. They're nothing like I've ever seen before. Like your cubes and your dodecahedrons. How did you come up with that? I saw that you could create a dodecahedron like on the internet, right? And I was like, well, why would I not make this for math class, right? I get inspiration from all different, um, could be teaching, it could be origami, right? So I, when I see something, I immediately start to think, how can I adapt this to the math class? 
because some of my students are artsy, right? Some of them are more creative and math might not be their passion. But the second you put a coloring activity or an origami ball in front of them, they're like, yes, we're doing this. Um, So I, and I've always been a creative person um, just in general. Like I've, I've loved to be crafty and create something from scratch so to adapt that to the math classroom, I feel like is, I you know, it puts my two passions together. Yeah, that's awesome. Being able to think, see something and be like, how can I create this a math way for students? Mm-hmm. So with that, how can teachers get started if they decided that they want to start creating resources for their classroom? Um, The one thing you need is PowerPoint. I create literally everything that I make on PowerPoint. um, And I believe it's free for teachers. So if you have a teacher email, I think you can download PowerPoint um, and get started on creating immediately. Uh, Then playing around with the tools and understanding uh, PowerPoint. And I have some basic tutorials and things on my website on just, you know, getting started and like, looking at a blank page and how you can create something out of that blank page. Um, And then once you get more comfortable, the possibilities are endless, right? You can get inspiration from anywhere to create your first resource. And I, you know, look on Pinterest and, and even like have notes, a notes app in my phone. If I see something in like the outside world that I'm like, how can I figure out how to make a math activity out of it? Um, but honestly, starting just by downloading PowerPoint and, you know, looking at resources to say, okay, how might I build and create that? Those are some good step-by-steps using just PowerPoint. And then once you have the basics, the possibilities are endless. And you've shown that with all of your creativity and in the activities that you talk about and that you have. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. So what are some resources that can help teachers learn more? I know you mentioned your website that has like tutorials. What else do you have or what else? Tell us more. Okay. So yeah, definitely tutorials. Um, I have them on my website. I I Googled everything when I was starting to create. Um, if I was like how to make a task card, I went on YouTube and wrote like how to make a task card and things popped up, videos popped up. Um, so really, I mean, Google, big one. Uh, also podcasts like these because um, they give you inspiration on why it's so important to do these activities and you know how to engage your um, your students and how to make sure that you are um, giving the students what they need, right? Differentiating instruction. And this is one way that you can differentiate instruction by creating math resources that are going to appeal to your students. Um, lots of tutorials on, on, yeah, on Google, on YouTube, um, Instagram to get inspiration, Pinterest, all of the things you can go to, to learn more about creating resources. Yeah. You said differentiation and I it didn't even click in my brain that how powerful being able to create your own resources can help you differentiate and scaffold and meet all of your students' needs within the classroom. Yeah, there's one puzzle that I create. I, it's just the first thing that's coming to my mind, but like the outside of the puzzle has questions that don't have answers, right? So for my challenging students, I give them 
the more challenging puzzle that has lots of different questions that don't have answers so that it it makes it harder to create the puzzle. But then I also have a modified version. So I print them both out at the same time. And the modified version doesn't have those exterior, you know, questions that don't have answers. All of the questions do. Anyway, so you print both of them out and the students don't feel like they are doing something totally different. They're still creating the same puzzle and um, they're still engaged in their learning with that math station. That's awesome. I love being able to have differentiation available when it doesn't take a whole lot extra work. Because all you did was take the original puzzle that you had, take out problems from the outside, and boom, you have a differentiated activity that didn't take you more than maybe 30 seconds to just erase those problems. Exactly. Make it easier for yourself. Smarter, <laughs> work smarter, not harder. <laughs> yes, exactly. So as we kind of wrap this up, is there anything that you want to say about creating resources for your classroom that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet? Do it. No, <laughs> really, no. Um, you start small. Start with one activity. See what a difference it makes in your classroom. If it makes a difference, do it again. Do it again. I get tons of student input about what they like and what they didn't like. So survey your students. Sometimes they're like, I didn't love that maze, but this activity, yes, game changer. Can we do it again? So survey those students and see what is interesting to them. Uh, and that's when you're going to capture their attention. But start small. Start with one review activity. See what a difference it makes. And then you can choose to continue creating or say, forget it. It's not for me, which I know will not be the case. <laughs> yes, exactly. It will not be. So where can people find you on? Where can they find you? Okay. So my, I'm on Instagram at countoncoop, K-U-P-E. Uh, this is where I share what's inside my classroom, how I'm utilizing my resources, you know, fun tidbits about my classroom. Um, you can also find me at countoncoop.com. And this is where I have tutorials about creating math resources. Also, you can start by using the free template I have. So you can create your first matching activity. That would be perfect to get yourself started and see what a difference it's going to make in your classroom. Um, and also I have some editable monthly coloring templates. So if your students are engaged in coloring, you can uh, hop on my website and you can find those there. Awesome. I'm excited for people to have those resources available because I know templates can be such a powerful tool to kind of help you get started, get your feet wet, get the, the start small, and then be able to build on it from there. So thank you for having those available for our listeners. All right, the final question that I ask in every interview and probably one of my favorite questions I will ever ask is what is your favorite math-related joke or pun? All right, so this is tricky because there's so many good ones. I feel like all on the teacher tees and things like that. Uh -huh. um, but I thought about it and I said, well, I think it is why was the math book so sad? Why? Because it had so many problems. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That is fabulous. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your expertise on creating and tailoring creations and activities for your students in the classroom. 
Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to see what your listeners are going to create and how what a difference it's going to make in their classroom. Yes. And when you create things, because I know you will, go ahead and tag us on Instagram at CountOnCoop and at Miss Kuiper. We'd love to see what you've created. Yes. All right. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. To find all the links and resources to things talked about in this episode, head on over to MissKuypersClassroom.com and click on podcast.